They can handle all your commercial and industrial electrical construction and maintenance needs. Uh, this old fella came on uh, middle of the month, so this ad ain't completely finished. But what's cool about it, they're right here out of Cochran, Georgia. It's family-owned business. And they're going to be coming here in the next couple of days and actually doing an episode and telling you guys more about them and their company. So, y'all, please do me a favor and go check them out on all social media platforms and give them a call for any of your commercial and industrial electrical needs today. That's Gerald Electric Company. Ask for Blake. His phone number is 478-279-3308 and tell him you heard it right here on the Josh Terry Podcast. A good buddy to the show decided to sponsor this month, DPF Alternatives at 314 Garrison Road in Macon, Georgia. You can find this good old boy on Facebook at DPF Alternatives, Macon, Georgia. They service diesel vehicles, semis, pickup, tractors, heavy equipment, anything that uses diesel. They clean all emission systems and diesels, and they give you a one-year warranty. They also sell aftermarket filters, offer 24 our service look my dad recently this is how we got hooked up with these guys uh my dad recently had to take his truck somewhere to get it serviced and the guys over at dpf hooked us up and we come to find out that he listened to the show because his sister had been on the show a lot so pretty much like family now so if your diesel needs its emission system cleaned or serviced i'm telling you go check out my guys over at dfp in Macon, Georgia. You can call them now at 478-973-8502. Tell them you heard their ad on the Josh Terry podcast and get $50 off. DPF Alternatives Macon, Georgia. Shout out to my boys over at Deep South Chemical. A couple weeks ago, they heard the ad on the podcast, and they sent me over some of the stuff that they sell. Some chemicals that you wash your vehicles with. Some degreasers, some tire shine, some waxes, all that good stuff. And let me tell you, folks, their stuff isn't like the shit you get at Walmart. This isn't like the shit you get from O'Reilly's. They gave me this stuff for my tires and rims. And all I had to do was spray it on and wipe it off. I didn't have to scrub. I didn't have to break my damn back. Their stuff literally was so good. I just had to wipe it off. I know I would have used these guys again, even if they wouldn't have sponsored the show. So it tickled me when they decided to do it this month. So I need you guys to please go look up Deep South Chemical. Call them today. They'll ship the stuff to you. Their phone number is 404-909-4257. That's Deep South chemical tell mr scott that josh terry sent you let me tell y'all about blue collar alliance 
Yeah, I need y'all to go look it up on Facebook right now. It is a great group on Facebook, and it's way more than that. My buddy, Bubba Marlbrew, is helping out blue-collar workers left and right. He also has a roofing company. Just go look it up if you don't mind. Blue Collar Alliance. One of the artists that I would really like for y'all to take a look at is my guy, Mark Ware. Mark was in here a couple weeks ago. He tells his story. You guys need to go listen to that episode. Also, go follow all of his social media. Mark Ware Music on everything. Dude is solid. He's a good friend of the show. He'll be playing a writer's round with us coming up May the 24th up in Nashville. Go look him up now. Mark Ware Music. Let me tell you about my girl, Miss Erica, with Crooked W Consulting. She has a small marketing and design agency out of North Carolina. She offers small, affordable business solutions that tailor your business and startups nationwide. She's currently doing my new website. I'm telling you folks, you need to let her do yours. She's doing us a jam up job. She also offers digital marketing, graphic design, and social media management. If I'm using her here at the studio, there ain't no reason why your small business shouldn't. Look her up on Facebook and Instagram at Crooked W Consulting or text her now at 919-351-2084. Crooked W Consulting. Hit up Miss Erica now. You won't be disappointed. Let's give a quick shout out to Nobles Networking. Guys, if you're looking for a new internet provider, they hook me up here at the studio and at my house. If you live out in the country and you can't find nowhere else where to get your internet or you're paying too much for Hargrave or any of that other shit, look up Nobles Networking. 478-308-0596. You are going to love it. I'm telling you, it works great for me. It runs everything here at the studio at my house perfectly. Hit up Nobles Networking. Let me tell you about Lori's Dive-In in Alamo, Georgia. I ran her ad several times now. She's been with me since I started doing this stuff. Even if it's not convenient for you, take some time, go out of your way, and go eat there. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. She takes pride in her staff, her food, her service, every single aspect. So, Please go check out Lori's Dive-In in Alamo, Georgia at 18 Commerce Street, Alamo, Georgia. Phone number there is 912-568-1945. Lori's Dive-In. If you've seen me wearing hats lately that's got D-Y-H on it, it stands for Down Yonder Hat Coat. Seth Baysmore, a buddy of mine, he owns that company, and he has sent me some of their hats. Let me tell you, I love them. I've worn them in a lot of my stuff lately, and I plan on wearing them a lot more. I've shared them with some of my friends. He has a startup business, and I'm telling you guys, you would absolutely love them. So do me a favor. Go right now to his Instagram at Down Yonder Hatco. Check them out. They also have a website, downyonderhatco.com. Order some stuff from them and tag them on Instagram. And when you do, make sure when you make the post, you say that you heard about the hats and down yonder right here on the Josh Terry Podcast. Now, let's get to the show. What's up, fam? Thank y'all for tuning into the Josh Terry Podcast. 
first off, I want to say thank you for listening to all the sponsors. Um, I know that, uh, hey, we got to do it. You know, each one of y'all have a job. I have a job. This is my livelihood. And, uh, you know, I appreciate all those sponsors that are coming on board that want to be a part of this show, each and every one of them. And uh, I want to give each one of them the same amount of time. Uh, they give me their money each month to sponsor the show, and I feel like I'm supposed to take care of all of them equally. And uh, I know I've got like a complaint or two about, hey, it takes seven minutes. Well, you know what? I I'm big on people supporting small businesses in the first place. And I'm also really big on supporting those who support me. So um, I hope it's not a problem for y'all because um, it's not going to change. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, I hope there's more that gets in the middle of the show and then gets to the end of the show because that means we're doing something good and I can do more episodes for you guys. I cannot be stressed out uh, about money, um, which I'm not really stressed about money. Let me say that in the right way because I'm, I'm not – struggling and I know there's probably somebody listening to me right now that is struggling and just know it, it's gonna get better um it always gets better if you let it and I know that sounds fucking weird and that's kind of what the topic of the show is going to be about today uh I'm going to be very vulnerable with you guys about some stuff in just a minute and I'm going to try to be real and authentic with you guys that's what I really try to push with everyone anyway but today I'm going to open up about some stuff that maybe y'all saw from a distance and you didn't know. Um, but uh, I just, like I said, before we get on the topic, support the businesses that support me. And if you're struggling right now, maybe this episode helps you. But just know sometimes it's got to get worse before it gets better, before you see the light. So don't don't be hard on yourself. Um so if y'all have noticed, the past couple uh, couple of weeks, I haven't put out that many episodes. This is four in two weeks, and I usually do a lot more. We usually do about two or three a week, and I haven't really been struggling to where y'all probably think I am. So this is the vulnerable part. So if you can't tell, I'm kind of dancing around it. I'm trying to get to where I can actually talk about it. Uh, I got to the point to where I thought I was drinking too much. And I come from a family of addicts. Uh, my mother, my father, my sister was. Uh, everything that I've ever been around, I have usually been around an addict. And I've always struggled with that. I've always been scared that I was going to become one in one way or another. And I'll be real with y'all. When I opened the studio in October of twenty. Everybody that walked in the door, either I put a bottle in their hand or they put a bottle in mine. And very quickly, I realized how much fun you can have with this. I realized how much fun it is working your own schedule and getting up and going to work when you want to and having the people around you that you want to. And I got to the point over the past two and a half years to where I was overdoing it. I have in the past two months limited my drinking to one day a week instead of fucking every day uh, or every other day, unless I'm in Nashville. If I'm in Nashville, that's a different horse. 
because I'm going to drink in Nashville. It's, but it's a different type of drinking. It's, it's networking. It's fun. You're still working at the same time. Um, I got to where I would just come sit at the studio and either try to come up with something for social media, write something, um, do a podcast with friends or by myself or whatever, where I'm shit-faced, where I've done too much. And I don't want to be that guy that dies at 35. You know, I don't want to be that guy that is an embarrassment to himself and his friends and his family because he's always slurring, shit-faced, hammered. And there were there was an episode that I did in Nashville, and it was one of the Live Oak shows. And at the end of it, I'm plastered. I'm fuck. I'm flurring. I found like fit. Um, and you know when you got guests on that help you get through it, it's not that noticeable, but it's noticeable to me. And I just decided after that episode in Nashville, I was like, look, I got to chill the fuck out with this. Now, I bring up that episode just because you're in front of a crowd. You're in front of an audience. And yeah, it's funny. And people like it. And I can still come up with good shit to say. But it's not the most professional. And when you've got a lot of people in a room listening to you and you're trying to become something you got to kind of watch that sometimes and I had to notice that I was the problem so like now when we do our live oak shows and I do anything in in public I've kind of set boundaries and I've kind of set rules on myself now I know some of you guys that are listening to this are gonna be like you pussy (laughs) like don't don't do that you know, have fun, be the wild you, and all this type of shit. And I'll be real with you. I like the wild me. I have a great time with the wild me. But it just gets old. It gets boring. It gets to where, shit, I don't, I don't know how to put it to you guys. It gets to the point to where it's not fun anymore. You know, this show is supposed to be fun, and it's supposed to be informational, if that's a word. I'm not going to say educational, because that would be fucking a lie. Is this supposed to be where you tune in and you're entertained? I don't ever want to be the fucking train wreck. I was watching the Anna Nicole Smith thing on um, Netflix last night. If you guys haven't watched that, they just came out with this really good documentary on Anna Nicole Smith. And she was a fucking train wreck that nobody could take their eyes off of, and nobody tried to help her, really. I mean, I'm sure she had a couple people in her corner. But the people that were making money off her and the people she was making money off of liked the fact she was a fucking train wreck. I don't want to be a train wreck. You know, I might be the fucking conductor driving the train, but I don't want to be the train wreck. And I had to get that through my head. Like, this is, this is a job. This is fun. This is all that good shit, but let's reel it back in a little bit. And I've done that over the past two months. And for anybody out there right now that are thinking that they're drinking too much or they're doing something, whether it's, I don't know, you can be snorting powder for all I give a fuck. I really don't care what your vice is. But if you think you're doing too much and it's becoming a problem, if you think that about yourself, then I'll guarantee you other people think it about you already. And it's probably actually a problem. 
if you're like, damn, am I really drinking again right now on a Tuesday for no reason? Like, have a have a deep conversation with yourself. I had to. I had to literally scare myself. Okay. I had to remind myself I come from a family of addicts. The the reason why I won't do hard drugs, if you've never heard me talk about this, is because I know that if I do hard drugs one time, I'm going to do it a million. Like, I don't have medium ground. Like, I every everything with me is either all or nothing. Um, y'all are going to be surprised with this, and I would tell you if it was if it was anything else. I have not done any real hard drugs in my life. When I was like 18, I tried ecstasy. That was fucking amazing. I ain't gonna lie to you. But I knew even then, like, hey, you can't do this again. You're a kid. You did it one time. You can say you did it the rest of your life. Don't fucking do it again. And I haven't. Uh, and I ain't got nothing against a little, little grass, as the hippies call it. I like that shit. But I can't even smoke. I'll hit a pen every once in a while, or I'll eat an edible. But I've never, I've never bought it. One, I'm scared of going back to jail. I don't want to go to jail. We got all the Delta 8 stuff now and the rest of that shit that's, from what I've been told, just as fucking good. So, you know, it's where you can buy it. Um, but as far as anything stronger than that goes, I've never done it. Now, I will eat my Adipix like I'm supposed to sometimes. And then maybe, maybe I, uh, maybe I eat one before I go out drinking. Or an Adderall or something like that. Something that's prescribed to me. But I won't do anything else. But the reason why I won't do anything else is because I know I will have a massive problem with it. I've always known that about me and drugs. Uh, I've just seen too many people that I would have never thought become an addict be an addict. Somebody who would have a, a serious drug problem have one. And... The reason why I don't judge them or look down on them is because I'm one bad decision away from being them. It would take one time. I had a buddy in high school, uh, a couple years older than me. He went to rehab very young in life. I saw him at a party a couple years later, uh, and he wasn't drinking or anything. He was just at the party, just having fun with everybody. And I remember somebody offered him a drink, and he said... I can't even have a drink. If I let myself have one drink, I'm letting myself down, and I'll be doing crack by the end of the night. Dude wasn't laughing. Dude wasn't playing. And I didn't understand that back in the day. I didn't. I was like, you can't give yourself anything. Like, you can't give yourself nothing. And he couldn't. And he knew that about himself. And I think that's always stuck with me. I think that has always been something that has been part of me. I've even seen one of my best friends, him and his wife, struggle with addiction and beat it. And I couldn't be prouder of of these two. And they've been clean and sober for or for a long time now when it comes to drugs. And I've got more respect for them than I have for fucking anybody I've met in music or whatever. Like I've got more respect for them than anybody because I've seen people time and time again try to beat that demon and they can't beat it. I know that I, I would fail. 
I know that I would be the guy that was on the street corner selling his butthole for for Coke by the end of the week. <laughs> or some meth or some shit. Like, I know that would be me because I would overdo it. I would run away all my friends and family, everything. Like, I would not, I would not be a casual drug user. I would be fucking over the top with it, just like I am with anything. And that's where... I got to with my drinking. I have nothing against drinking. I'm still going to fucking drink. But you realize why some questions get asked to you in life. Like, I don't know where all these have been asked to me, but I remember seeing something at one point in time that somebody was like, hey, do you drink casually or do you drink by yourself? And I would be like, I fuck yeah, I drink by myself. I go ride dirt roads. I hang out at the studio. You know, I ain't nothing for me to get a fifth of Buffalo Trace and go to fucking town, you know? And I wouldn't need anybody. Well, that's when you that's when you kind of get that you have a you don't understand that you have a problem. Like, why can't you do something else? Like, right, you're pretty much if you're doing that at that point. It's a demon that you got to overcome. It's an obstacle that you got to overcome because you don't even know that there's a problem. Like, if you're listening to me and you do that, I ain't putting you down because, hell, it ain't like I ain't fucking done it in the past couple months. The past two months have been different in my life when it's come to my drinking compared to the, the rest of them. The rest of my life since I was like 21. Now, I didn't really start hard drinking until I was about 30. But I've already realized by this day, it's like, I don't want to fucking do this all the time anymore. I can't. Uh, and, like, I, I've been around folks like uh, my buddy Matt Burrell and Trey Lewis that are sober. They still have so much fucking fun when they go out. And they're the life of the party when they go out. But they're sober. Now, once again, I'm not trying to be sober. I'm just trying not to be a alcoholic. To be a drunk. And... I had to have that convo with myself. You know, there's certain things that I would think was cool. And it would be like, I've been up drinking since 10 o'clock this morning and I stayed up till 3 o'clock the next day drink or 3 o'clock the next morning drinking. And I'd be like, I'm a fucking outlaw. I'm a cowboy and all this type of shit. And it'd be like, okay, yeah, it's all good and well. And you're acting like the people that you idolize. But some of those people died young as fuck. Some of those people had a lot of really bad medical issues later on in life. A lot of really bad personal issues, too. And I'm just not really trying to be that way anymore. Well, I wasn't really trying to be that way in the first place, to be honest with you. It's just something that kind of happened. And But that's what happens when everywhere you go, somebody's like, here, have a drink. Hey, here's a shot of tequila. Hey, here's a shot of fireball. Hey, you want a shotgun of beer? And I enjoy it. I do. I enjoy it, but it needs to be in moderation. The reason why I'm doing this show today is because I want you guys who have listened to me be fucked up on here and have a lot of fun. Know that it's all right to back off. I used to be scared to death that if people didn't think I was the party boy or whatever on social media that nobody was going to pay me attention. 
Like nobody was going to give a shit about me. So like I had to do that. I had to constantly do that. And I'm not going to allow, and I'll do respect to each and every one of y'all, I'm not going to allow anybody to put me in an early grave by just trying to make them happy on social media or on this show. And what should be the most important thing to us is our kids and our families and our friends and our loved ones. They don't want to see us drink ourselves to death. Um, in all transparency, you know, I, I have to do it every day with my dad. My dad is going to drink himself to death. He's made that decision a long time ago. Um, and I, I love my dad. I, I respect my dad. He's always took care of us. He's always done the best he could for us. He's done some stupid fucking shit, but who hasn't? And he's never going to change. So it's like when you know what's going to get somebody in the long run, it kind of makes you look at them different. I don't ever want my friends or my family or my daughter especially, I don't ever want Gracie to be like, he chose drinking over me. Because I've said that a million times about my dad. I've said it a million times. And I refuse to be that way. So over the past couple months, I realized, hey, you know, if you're going to go to Nashville and you're going to drink the way you drink and party with your buddies that one week or that one week out of every month or every two months, that's okay. But when you get back home, let's not drink during the week. Let's not come up with a reason to drink. Let's not just out of nowhere say, you know what, it's a Tuesday, it's a Wednesday. I ain't got shit going on. Why don't I get plowed today? Why don't I just get blacked out fucking drunk today for no reason? I don't want to anymore. Like, and it took, I'll be real with y'all, it took over two months now for me to be comfortable with that. It took it to where unless I've got something going on, I don't want a beer in my hand. I never went through the shakes and never went through withdrawals or nothing like that. Like, mentally, I had to adjust. I never felt sick from not drinking. That's how I, I'm pretty sure I wasn't an alcoholic yet, but I think I was borderline. I think I was getting there. And now, you know, I am going to be a social drinker. I'm not going to be, uh, I'm going to look for a fucking excuse to drink today <laughs> anymore. And the only reason, like I said, I'm sharing this with you guys, because I know somebody out there listening needs that kick in the ass. Needs that, hey, we can still have fun without being fucked up all the time. Let's come up with other shit to do. And... That's what I've started doing. Like, I already spent time with Gracie. I already fucking had a lot of fun with her. By the way, uh, real fast before I move on with this, congratulations to my baby girl who just made the middle school softball team as a sixth grader, upcoming sixth grader. And congratulations to all the rest of the girls, especially Jariah and Sarah Beth. Um, they're around us all the time, and I love those girls. So congratulations to you guys. Uh, I'm very proud of you, Gracie. I love you. It has been so much fun coaching you over the years and just watching you grow from a little T-baller to a badass bitch in middle school that's finna drop bombs. Um, or, you know, suck. I really hope you don't suck, though, kid. Please don't embarrass your dad. <laughs> just playing. I, I'm trying not to embarrass you. That's why I'm talking about putting the bottle down a little bit. Uh and what's crazy is if y'all know that I'm spiritual, y'all know I believe in the good Lord. I'm just not the best Christian, not even fucking close. 
Um, and let me tell you, about the time I was coming to this realization that I was doing too much, that I was going too hard, Larry Fleet put out a song, and it's called Daddy Don't Drink No More. And if you haven't listened to this song yet, go listen to it. Go listen to it. But guys, it's okay to back off. Ladies too. It's okay to say, hey, I might have a problem. You know, there's a lot of drug addicts out there. There's a lot of alcoholics. There's a lot of people that have substance abuse issues that the only way they ever get clean is them acknowledging that they have a problem. The only way they ever fix their life is saying, oh, I am the problem. I have a problem. Now let's do something about it. Acknowledging it is probably the first step. And I've acknowledged it. And it made me feel kind of weak talking about it for the first time to some friends recently. And then I realized it's definitely not weakness. It's being vulnerable. It's being scared of what somebody's going to think of you. Um, to be honest with you, once I did it, I felt there was a weight off my shoulders. And the people I were talking to about it was like, we didn't think you really had a problem, but we could see it going that way. And they were supportive of it. And I was like, hey, look, don't ask me to drink or do anything during the week, please. Like, I, I need you guys to help me with this. Because if y'all are telling me that I'm fitting to go have a good time, my fat ass is going to go have a good time. Like, help me here. Now, if y'all want to go do shit during the week, that's fine. But please, get, give me a break. Get, give the old liver a break. And when I tell y'all from the past just two months, I even got mad at myself last time I was in Nashville uh, just a couple weeks ago because I drank the whole time I was there. I had a good time. Uh, but I felt like shit when I got home. That That's one of the things that really, really shows me that alcohol has such an effect on you. It wasn't the drunk. It wasn't the good time. It wasn't staying up all night. It's how bad I felt the next day. And then when you go two weeks without drinking at all, and your body's like, hey, motherfucker, I'm recovered. This is what your body's supposed to run like. This is how you're supposed to feel. It is a big fucking difference. Now, I keep saying this part right here so you guys don't call me a fucking hypocrite. I'm going to drink on the weekends. I'm going to drink a day. And when I'm in Nashville, I'm probably going to drink the whole time I'm there. But like when I'm home and there's nothing to do, I'm not going to. The thing that I come up with is not going to be to drink. When I'm bored, I don't want to drink because I'm bored. I don't want to go out and just randomly do shit anymore. Like if I, even during the weekends, if I'm home and there's not a show or a performer that I want to go see, I think it's cool just to stay at the house. I think it's cool just to spend more time with Grace, which me and Gracie spend a lot of time together. I mean, if I've done anything right in this world, it's been a good, be a good dad. I fucked up a lot of stuff. Being a good dad is, I hadn't messed that one up yet. Um, I'm, I take a lot of pride in that if you can't tell. And I'm just at the point to where now, let's live a long fucking healthy life. Let's have fun when it's time to have fun. But when it's time to chill the fuck out, let's chill the fuck out. And I want some of y'all to know that it's okay. 
It's okay not to drink so much. It's okay not to be fucking so wild. If you feel like you might have a problem, then you probably do. That's that's it's kind of a sad thing to acknowledge. But that's how I feel about myself. I felt like the fact that I had to have the conversation with myself. The conversation with myself that I was feeling like shit. That I was waking up and I was so fucking dehydrated. Uh, there's been two times in my life, not even in my life, in the past year, me and all my friends went to uh, Florabama last year. It's about a year ago now. And when we came back home, I I knew that I had a like, – I was so dehydrated, I thought I was having back spasms. I couldn't get out of bed. And I should have been like, okay, Josh, let's get our shit together. I should have right then. Another time, almost same fucking story. Last year for my birthday, uh, we always do something fun for my birthday, like me and all my buddies. Um, and we went to Panama City for a whole week, recorded some shows, threw the fuck down the whole time. And let me tell you, coming back home, I struggled to drive four hours. I struggled. Dehydration, mental exhaustion, physical exhaustion. And I hadn't done anything. I hadn't done anything but drink. Like, I was watching the thing about Anna Nicole last night, and there is a part to where she... You can clearly see how over the top she is. And then she talks about how... People like that. And I think the fact that she bought into people like that so much is what helped kill her. Helped kill her. She has some more circumstances with her son dying and other stuff like that too. But I don't I don't want to be the guy, as much as I love Keith Whitley, I don't want to drink myself to death. Much as I love Chris Farley and John Belushi, I don't want to fucking overdo it to the point of death. I don't want to be that guy. I want to be the old grumpy motherfucker sitting on a porch somewhere bitching about how my grandkids don't know how good they got it and and just talking shit. I want to be that old grumpy fuck. But if I don't take better care of myself, I'm not going to be. And neither are you guys. You can have fun. I'm learning what moderation is. I really am. And I need you guys too. Because you know what? Life ain't going to be fun if I'm just the only old grumpy motherfucker around. It's not even going to be kind of fun. I want the people that care about me and the folks that I care about to be here for a long fucking time. So I made this episode just to show you guys that if you feel like there's a problem in your life, it's okay to address it. It's okay if you're the problem. It's okay if you're causing the problem. It's okay if you're allowing the problem to happen. Now you've got to fix the problem. I've said it time and time again on this show that if you are the problem in a situation, the good thing about that is you can fix it if you're the problem. If somebody else is the problem, then you're probably fucked. You just need to get out of that toxic situation. But if you're creating the toxic situation, then you can change the toxic situation. And you know, I mean, there, there's so many organizations. There are AA, there's other shit. 
somebody don't let drinking be the thing that kills you. Don't let the thing be that runs your fucking life. And once again, you're going to see me drunk. You're going to see me have a good time, but I'm going to do it in moderation. And that's the thing. You can still enjoy your life and have fun, but you shouldn't be spending your last 20 bucks on a fifth of Jim Bean. You shouldn't be figuring out, hey, do I need to eat this week or do I need to drink? You shouldn't be there. You shouldn't be like, oh, it's Tuesday night. I don't know why the fuck I keep saying Tuesday night, by the way. You could, you shouldn't be on a Tuesday night being like, well, I have nothing to do. I'm lonely. I'm bored. I'm just going to go drink for no fucking reason. Why? Get a fucking hobby. <laughs> Spend time with your family. Uh, only bad thing about it is since I've stopped drinking so much, I have started eating like a motherfucker. Um, but what's crazy is I'm not gaining weight. Because I'm not putting all them extra calories and all that extra bullshit in my body. And I'm not bloated all the fucking time. The drinking was making me fatter. Not drinking so much has made it kind of where I could eat like a normal person. Even though sometimes I'll eat a fucking house if you'll let me. Like, it's made it to where it's, I feel okay. I don't feel bloated. I don't feel fucking huge. I have body dysmorphia so fucking bad, though, it's stupid. Like, I know you ladies say you like dad bods and shit, but I already feel like a fat piece of shit most of the time. I'm not very happy with my body, but the not drinking has made it to where I feel so much better. It's even helping with my body dysmorphia. I feel fucking better. My depression, honestly, isn't that bad. I know that they say alcohol... Really makes depression worse. But I'll be real with you. I didn't get that till the past two, three months. It does. Makes it a lot worse. I'm not that depressed when I'm sober. I'm irritable. I'm more of a dick. But I don't, I'm not depressed. So it's also got good sides to mental health. Also, speaking of mental health, a company called Magic Mind started sending me shit. Y'all look them up. Look them up and check them the fuck out. I'm drinking one of these every morning. My mental health, my fucking attention, my everything has just got better since I started drinking this shit. It's called Magic Mind. Uh, but anyway, so look, I'm going to get out of here now. This is just supposed to be a short little thing. I don't know why it weighed on my heart, but if you've listened to the show a lot, you know when something weighs on my heart, I'm going to tell you guys. Me not drinking so much, oh, excuse me. Me not drinking so much has improved how I feel. Has improved mentally how I feel. And it, it, it's just helped everything. Even it's even helped like my relationship with me and Gracie too. It's the little things that you don't realize that you're putting a good time in front of until you actually realize I was putting a good time in front of. I already spent time with my child, and I love her deeply, and she is my favorite thing in this world. But there were a couple times I could see where I was in a rush to get to a bar or to hang out with friends instead of throwing a softball for a couple more minutes. Or going to take her to play softball in the first place because Daddy had to go to a concert that night. You know, pick and choose. Let drinking be a fun activity for you, not a lifestyle. 
let drinking be something that you actually understand what it's like to be a social drinker and not an over drinker. Most of y'all are overthinkers just like me. Drinking is the same fucking way. It's okay to think about something, but it'll drive you fucking nuts to be an overthinker. I think that's where I was at with my drinking, and I'm very happy that the past two months I've slowed it the fuck down. So I'm going to continue doing that uh, unless I'm in Nashville. In Nashville, I'm going to binge drink, but the rest of the month, I'm probably not. Moderation. <laughs> and even this, I'll tell you this before I get off here. Last time I was up there, I didn't even drink whiskey. I drank just beer. I think that's better. I think that is better. Now, there was some tequila shots. There's going to be a lot of tequila shots because I like tequila. But, you know, who says you got to drink a fucking fifth to be a badass? You know what else? Being a badass? <laughs> Knowing what the fuck you're doing and where you're at. And not feeling like death the next day. Like, there's somebody that I'm somewhat friends with. And every single day of his life, he's getting drunk. And honestly, watching him has made me take a second look at what I'm doing. Because it's like, is this how people see me? Is this how I see myself, more importantly? Do I feel like the only thing that I have to offer is to get up and go get fucked up every day and be funny and be, you know, what a couple choice people want me to be. I don't want to be the party boy anymore. I want to have parties. I want to have fun. But I don't want that to be my fucking life. I don't want that to be day in and day out. And anybody that's feeling that way, take a fucking break and see how much better your body feels. Take a break. Get another hobby. Find something fucking fun to do. And figure out, figure out yourself. Stop masking whatever's wrong with you with alcohol. Or stop thinking that you just need alcohol for a good time. I can have just as much fucking fun sober. I won't be loud. I won't be obnoxious. I don't want to be in a fucking bar room if I'm sober. So understand that. Like if I'm going to listen to music, I'm drinking. But why can't I do other things that make me happy in life? And not drink. Well, I guess there's, there's certain things you can do. And it's just, I hate that it's took this long to figure it out. But at least I figured it out at some point in time before it was too late. So if you're struggling with alcohol, substance abuse, drugs, or whatever today, if you think you have a problem, treat it as if you do. And work on yourself. Work on it. If I can do it, you can do it. If I can turn it off, you guys can turn it off. And just remember, it's okay to do almost any of that stuff. I wouldn't fucking do meth in moderation. But everything else, if you do it in moderation, it's fine. It's fine. And if you need somebody to talk to about any of this shit, you know where to message me at on Instagram or Snapchat at JLTerry87. Uh, I will see y'all next week in Nashville. We've got six shows coming out next week. And uh, as I'm sitting here talking to y'all about being, you know, finding out how to do things in moderation, next week I won't do anything in moderation. But then when I get back, it'll be back to regular schedule. So I hope y'all enjoy the shows that are coming out next week. I hope you enjoyed this one. And if you need some real help, please reach out to some folks that really know what the hell they're talking about. I'm just telling you about my experience and how much I feel better 
physically and mentally since I've backed way off of my drinking. I love you guys. I will see you later.